Welcome to Visibility Era, the podcast. We've created a community of business owners with a spiritual backbone who know that they are here to make an impact and be seen on top tier media, create relationships with high profile experts and speak on massive stages. And let's be honest, more exposure equals more money. And we are so here for that too. We're Bridget and Lydia, time to step into your Visibility Era. Okay, let's pump the brakes for a moment. Just want to say something that's super cool. So last year, Lydia and I decided to shift our business model a little bit. You know, we've been in business now for one year straight, and we've been offering mostly live courses for business owners and authors to learn from us in real time. And we really desired to have a little bit of a different shift, and we realized that, you know, our audience desires the same. So we shifted all of our programs to be totally self-paced. And with that, you now have this ability to learn for yourself. We have business owners who have purchased the course and actually their teams are the ones going through the course to implement the work for the founder, which is super cool. But we just got word that we have placements, TV placement, Fox News, how cool, a local channel, Substack blog, a pretty big blog, meaning that it has a lot of viewers, a lot of people who are actually subscribed to this blog, which is, you know, we did our PR and media forecast for the year in Substack, like that is going to be something that's big going forward. These curated, high touch, high value types of newsletters, important, and also Flawless World blog. So we have some exciting things that our students are already doing. If you want to grab access to Pitch Party or any of our digital courses, just head over to visibilityonpurpose.com slash courses, and you can see what we have right there on the page. Let's go back to today's interview. I didn't write this one down, but I think this is always interesting because I kind of shared about like what what I experienced over the last year and like what that taught me. So, you know, what is something that either was a challenge last year, or, like one of your biggest mm-hmm. learning lessons and how are you going to impart that into your 2024? Yeah, um, one of my biggest lessons this past year. OK, so this is like kind of personal with clients, but I'm just going to just going to be real with you guys. There are with press comes a lot of people that want fame Mm. and a lot of people that think that they're the best and you know I love that confidence and I think it's really important when you are building a brand brand. have a little bit of that like I can do this you know like a little bit of that is necessary right right but with that sometimes comes a little bit of like the diva clients Mm -hmm. and it was a big lesson to learn that even though I thought that their brand was like beautiful from the outside and they seemed cool, like not everybody is the same when they work with a service provider than what they're putting on the internet. And so, um, and they don't treat everybody the same way. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like coming from an entrepreneurial space of being more, um selective with the clients that I bring on right yeah right, so right. just being and real. like boundaries and and boundaries yeah and I was definitely enabling it too because I am not a confrontational person and I also like really want my clients to do well and I kind of let them like walk all over me a little bit yeah and so it was it was a lot of lessons in like my personal self-worth mm-hmm. and even just realization mm-hmm. of like oh I can be selective with clients if I want to I don't right. have to take on everybody who knocks on my door. Mm, yeah. 
That's a really good lesson. Going into 2024, like, what are you not available for? Like, what types of clients are you like, okay, this is not what I want to, this is a no. I think it's funny because I think it's, like, the same with VOP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've had a little bit of that, like, who do we want to serve and who are we, who are we just not a good fit for? Because obviously, like, yeah. our business also, we want the best for our clients because those types of results are going to you know, bring more people yeah. into our world and help them learn more about media exposure and, and pitching all these things. So definitely in VOP too. Yeah, I think that what I'm available for in terms of clients, like clients that understand the long-term strategy, yeah. understand that PR is not a sales strategy, but it's a brand awareness strategy, a brand, a business growth strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sales always come. They come with time. They come with brand awareness. They come with relationship building. They come with the opportunities that come from all right. of this media exposure. But it's a long-term game. And it's it, if I were to put it under a block, it would be like, business growth strategy yeah not sales right. not marketing it's pieces of it like, like cousins like you mm-hmm. can they're you can see how it's related yeah they're all besties yeah they're all related yeah. if we're looking at a family tree we're like all right obviously like pr yeah. marketing sales like business business plans and strategies like we're all best friends mm-hmm. but we're all really different and mm-hmm. so just allowing it to be a different strategy and educating the clients on this. I think a lot of this is just by the way that we articulate what, what the business is and what the expectations are. That's how the right clients just will naturally come to us. So yeah. yeah. And then not available for in 2024. I've just been coming back to a lot of like how I've been having a huge perspective shift and awareness around like maybe how I can grow everything is just by working on me instead of working on the external, mm. which has been a quite a few years of working on the external. Mm-hmm. So I'm shifting this year. We'll see how it goes. It's such a delicate dance because I feel like I go through like waves and seasons. I mean, me too. And a lot of like, yeah, we're doing this, now we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I kind of want to be in that place where they both coexist. Yeah. Right. Where there's like active working you know on the business thinking strategically making decisions that will mm-hmm. ultimately grow things like building relationships that will grow things that are very like active um and action oriented and then also you know I had this talk with my therapist and she was like Bridget do you think like any of this could be just like how your energy is impacting like your world and, like how you see things and I'm like yeah like absolutely and that's actually one of the reasons I was like you know what? I'm gonna get back to doing my like daily like prosperity meditation and just like having that thing okay can you talk about what that looks like sure okay <laughs> um so I studied and trained in vinyasa yoga like you've probably been to like a vinyasa yoga class right I yes but I always it's so funny like on the schedules I see yoga and I just book it like I never know what I'm getting into yeah there's so many different types that yeah and then I'm yeah. like like the other day I went to like yin yoga and I was like, I don't really know what this means. And then we were just like basically napping in different positions. Oh, I really I love like, yin. Yin is really good if you have, um, if you're like a really intense athlete, like yin yeah. is a really good compliment to that. But yin also, if you have nervous mm-hmm. system challenges, it's like hey. perfect for you. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I studied yin yoga. I studied restorative yoga, which is very similar. Like you literally just like lay, you just lay for like 10 to 15 minutes in each pose. Um, and you're usually supported with like bolsters and blankets and like very, very cozy. Um, so I studied vinyasa yoga, but very like early on in my yoga, just experience and practice, I found Kundalini yoga through Gabby Bernstein. Um, her book, the universe has your back was like one of my first 
like open doors to kundalini and kundalini is like i always tell people to think of it as like think of everything you know about yoga you know girls in tight pants like doing these like crazy pretzel moves um in the lululemon i was like just throw that out the window and like you have kundalini it's the weird of the weird there's movement there's chanting there's heavy breath work there's um what else mantra i kind of already said that meditation there's just like mudras so using like hand gestures to focus and concentrate your energy i like the mudras it's helpful yeah it's really helpful um and i just like really fell in love with the whole weirdness of it and feeling like i don't know really feeling different after i practiced it mm -hmm. it wasn't like a traditional yoga class so they have kriyas which are like sets of different movement meditation breath work and it's very like it's like a recipe yeah so like just like you go to bake a cake it's like there's a recipe for uh prosperity there is a recipe for um you know your immune system like there's all these different things for these different things kundalini can be seen as a little bit like dogmatic and some people think it's like quite cultish you know when you see everyone wearing white and like some people wear wrap their heads and turbans i never asked why that was the white yeah the white is like to kind of expand the aura and like white is a color of purity like when you see people mm -hmm. dressed in white you feel like there's it's just a different energy it has to do with like the color scale too cool yeah so like sometimes i just like like dressing in white yeah you know like you're in white right now you know what's mm -hmm. funny i feel like I love neutral colors, mm -hmm. and I think it's because I'm always craving, like, calm, mm -hmm. which is funny. That is interesting. Yeah, like, I don't want to attract, like, loud, because I feel like my nervous system is already, like, more on the, this one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so I'm always drawn to, like, more cooling colors. Yeah, yeah, even, like, our brand stuff, like, especially in the beginning, black and white. <laughs> really gray. Black and white. Beige. <laughs> a little bit of beige in there. Um, yeah, so some people wear white, but, like, I don't know, you don't have to. I'm kind of, like, just like I said, I like imperfect Ayurveda. I kind of, like, rebel everything. Like, I kind of just, like, when someone tells me to go right, I kind of, like, step right, but, like, half step left. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to, like, tune in when you practice kundalini yoga with certain mantras. Like, you do it every single time. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Um, so just, like, a little bit of flexibility I think is important in a practice like that. But the Prosperity Kriya, it is, like, five different components where mm -hmm. you are using certain mantras and certain like mudras mm -hmm. and hand gestures um it's just like very powerful i did it for 120 days once like straight i should do it i should try it out it is great you can just go on it's called the subakriya I, I like that it also gets you in your body absolutely like that's okay so sometimes even with like yoga i'm a little in my head and i have to like mm -hmm. constantly remind mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. um but when you like incorporate the hand gestures or like i told you i loved the like breathing oh, the nostril yeah it afterwards yeah i am like number one i was like okay my sinuses feel balanced mm. like what mm -hmm. and then also i felt so in my body Hmm. and it just blew my mind that's so interesting i feel yeah. like kundalini is just like quicker like yeah. to get in to get through yeah to get through the mind and just like back yeah really into the body i think it has to do with the you know combination of just like movement everything yeah yeah they're very like prescriptive yeah. movements where like vinyasa you might have a teacher who's just kind of like taking you through this like beautiful sequence yeah. of flowy movements and doing some breath and you'll leave there feeling like you had a really nice workout maybe like some mental shifts as well but kundalini is just like quick and it kind of goes to like one of my main things that i love to talk about which is like mental endurance and 
just kind of like staying with it because some things in kundalini yoga like you'll hold your arms up for extended periods of time yeah like i feel like all the kundalini movements are i've only been to one kundalini class Mm -hmm. but i remember being like whoa like this was not what i expected yeah it's weird yeah because when you think of yoga you think of like the typical movements and like even like yin versus vinyasa yeah yeah, yeah. the faster one yeah okay yeah um yeah but like you're still doing the same movements where kundalini you're doing very what i would what i would consider like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. awkward Mm -hmm. and so you have no choice but to be in your body because you're like i don't do this normally Yeah. yeah and like like one of them is like i remember one i was very I just, like, I was, like, trying not to laugh, which is immature. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? We were going standing position and then down in, like, a frog. Oh, yeah, frog squats. Yeah. And you're just Those doing a so and good. And I was like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And it, like, forces you. Brings you. Brings you right in. So, Bridget, what is your morning routine or unroutine routine look mm. like for you? And it, you wake up way earlier than me. Did you like wake up? But today was today was a little like late. I needed she to sleep. Slept and slept six thirty. Six fifteen. Six thirty. Everyone. 6:15. Um, <laughs> write it down. Don't forget. So yeah, we're like just on an earlier schedule in this house. I like to go to bed when my husband goes to bed, and he's normally in bed by like eight thirty nine. Both I mean, of that's us. like a, a good life. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, we don't have kids yet, so like I, this will likely change at some point in our life. But right now, yeah, we go to bed. I wake up in the morning, I do my tongue scraping, so mm-hmm. I have, like, a tongue scraper. I used to do a lot of oil pulling, which I think I might get more into. We both had, like, teeth issues, so, like, mm-hmm. oral health just feels, like, really important these days. Really important. Really, really important. Oil pulling for a little bit. I ask you all of my, like, wellness questions. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to know about it, so I'm like, hey, do you do this? I love that <laughs> you ask, and as I said to you earlier, like, I don't because this has just been, like, part of my life for many, many years, like, prior even to, like, me doing my yoga teacher training, I just, like, don't think anything of it. Like, yeah, everyone's tongue scraping with a copper, like, scraper, right? Like, literally nobody. Like, no one. No one. Mine's actually stainless steel. Um, (laughs) If you wanted to know, purchase from Amazon, cost about $6. The idea is, like, when you sleep at night, toxins are, like, pooling to try to, like, release, aka why we, like, go to the bathroom and stuff, and the tongue is one of those areas where you can scrape the ama or toxins off. Um, and it also stimulates digestion because just like points on the ear um, are connected to the body, point to the tongue, connected mm-hmm. to the body. So, okay, I do some tongue scraping. I pet the dog. <laughs> like, I just I'm pet this dog. dog. He's like out over in the corner. He, he's relaxing. He was with us for a while. I know. Um, he's relaxing. And <laughs> I pet the dog. I'll have my water. I always have like water before I have the coffee and make my coffee. Make it normally like that. I love this. Fun this is stuff. delightful. Yeah, I I journal. Just like anything I'm thinking about. If I have like something I'm speaking about, I'll write it all down. And That's a beautiful journal. Right? I feel I like I a pretty journal. Make just all the difference. Like with a nice pen. It's about the nice pens, everyone. Generally, like, nice pens. you like get a nice pen, just soft when you write. And it's, you're like, I want to write. I want to write for that right? <laughs> I'm a writer. I'm a writer. So I do that, and then I'll usually go for a walk. But sometimes I grab my laptop because I'm, like, really creative and like some of these, like, I don't know, just, like, little things right in the morning. Sometimes I'll write, like, my posts in the morning. That's why they're posted at, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> I always joke around, and I'm like, so sometimes I'll, I feel like mine are like that, too. It's either, like, 
8 a.m. Yeah. Or it's like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, like, I'm either writing for, you know, the West Coasters yeah. or I'm writing for the Australians or like, whatever. Yeah, yeah we're, we're worldly here. Yeah, like, we're worldly. We, we reach the globe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go for a walk or do some stuff on my computer. And then I'll usually, like, go to the gym. But I go to the gym, like, five days a week. And That's I take awesome. off the rest. And I'll, like, do my yoga still. And then sometimes I'll, like, shower in the morning to, like, feel, like, awake. And then I, like, get started. Just like, but I like to end my day by, like, 3. Which is, like, early. So, like, I'm starting early so I can kind of end earlier. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. It's shifted. I think I should try this. <laughs> I'm like, don't be surprised if I'm like, it's 4.30 and I'm like, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, I think it is interesting how you're not meant to have a routine. Like what your gene keys is saying. I think it is. My gene keys. I'm just going to look up my profile. Show everyone. Yeah, you said <laughs> it is. And like, you, you always talk about how it's kind of like hard for me. And I'm like, I want it. But like, do you want it for you or do you just want it because you think you should? Yeah. You know? I have been, I've struggled. I think my entire adult life mm-hmm. when I like became aware mm-hmm. of this of uh, with like a routine I always thought that I needed a routine mm-hmm. and I would shame myself for getting into something for a while and then wanting to change it yeah and I'm consistent for the things that matter yeah that are important but when it comes to like I, I just I like what I realized is I like the um freedom yeah and what's funny is in my gym keys one of my keys is boundlessness Mm -hmm. and another one is timelessness and Mm. like the city which is like the highest frequency Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to be able to have routines and then change them when I want to so I'm supposed to be like consistently inconsistent but consistent with that that makes sense because like you you definitely go through like like seasons of this too because I remember you were on an early schedule maybe before you went to Europe there was some kind of time when you, or maybe after. When you came to visit me, you, yeah. like, reset me. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> well, because when you stayed over, I'm like, I'm not going to, like, have you awake for four hours. So I was setting my alarm for, like, 6.37, yeah. and then I was on a different schedule, and uh-huh. then I went to your parents' place yep. in yep. Fiesta Key, and we were waking up to, like, the sunrise yeah. over the water, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I can live this life, yeah. and then I fell back into a later routine. But even, like, I was telling you I did F45 for yeah. a while, and I was really into that. And then I got to a point where I was like, I think my body wants slower movement. Yeah. And so I changed that, and I got really into posting on TikTok for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I, that doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. And so allowing myself to shift and change when things don't feel right anymore yeah. is something that I have learned that I need to be like celebratory of absolutely mm-hmm. and even I think for women like most women listen to this this show so yeah. you guys can all relate and we were talking I told you we were talking about this in the herbalism class like women's health and just like our cycles and seasons and I used to be that person who like I love fitness and like exercise and like movement and all those things so I would like push through mm-hmm. and that one of the I'm so proud of myself for like taking rest days and like just yeah. like relaxing and and when I get an injury it doesn't seem to set me back as much because you I used to be like I get an injury and it was like the end of the world because I was like no I'm an athlete like I'm a runner mm-hmm. like I was identifying so deeply with that part of me mm-hmm. which I think is natural for anyone if they're yeah. doing something for a certain amount of time but giving myself that grace and that space to be like like just fucking rest I don't know like chill. yeah 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 but it takes time 
Um, let's do like maybe like one question each left. Okay. I was just thinking like, are we just being Joe Rogan right have now? We talked. We're gonna have like a three hour show. I don't even. I have know. no idea what time it is. Time warp. Time. Um, time doesn't exist. Timelessness. Boundlessness. 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 Okay. Let's see. Um, before you like ever decided to start a business or run a business, did you ever have any like, not like a premonition, but maybe like um visualization? Or, like, did anything come to you before you ever started like something of your own? Ooh, this is a great question. I have always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always had little projects. And one of my favorite ones, a lot of you probably don't know this about me, but I wanted to work in the music industry. I mean, you probably know this. I just talked about it. But I... I, You're taking notes here. (laughs) Taking notes here. I wanted to work in the music industry when I graduated school. And I remember watching these YouTube videos. So LOL, this is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in high school and when I was in high school, YouTube had just come out. So like, Mm -hmm. if you go to, I think it's La Blago Tech. Do you still have your YouTube, like old YouTube channels? YouTube just down, like took it, deleted it. Really? Yeah. I think because like the email address is not active anymore. I remember watching these videos in high school of these bands doing these live sessions and I was so moved by them. Like, brought to tears. Like, there's this one video of Beirut, which is a band, um, and they're walking through the streets of Paris, and they're singing a song, and these people are filming them behind them, and they're just, like, in the street, and I'm like, if I was there, like, just on the street, and this amazing band, like, paraded by me, like, I would be so emotional. I would be, like, so grateful that that just, like, touched me, and you get to watch this on video, and I was just like this is, I want to create these experiences. I want people to feel something. And so anyways, I did my like whole resume towards like, uh, music. I interned at RCA records in college. I, um, interned for a music manager. Mm -hmm. I had my own radio station. I was local music director at Rutgers. Yeah. Um, and so I just like did everything that I could. And when I graduated school, I didn't have and the finances to go move to the city mm-hmm. it's expensive mm-hmm. and they do not pay you music right. entertainment in general like they know that it's competitive and they just will start you it i'm not kidding you i was quoted ten dollars an hour is that even like legal what's the it was when i was in <laughs> <No, and laughs> i was like days. 23 years old wow. i interviewed for the biggest agency entertainment agency in the united states and they told me, oh, yeah, um, we'd probably start you in the mailroom $10 an hour. I was like, the mailroom? Start at the bottom. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> My mouth dropped. I was like, what? So anyways, I um, worked at a real estate investment company, which is like left field. And I was like, well, if no one's going to employ me, I'm going to employ myself, which is like my entrepreneurial spirit. I had an entire film crew. And I would do live sessions. Of... Wait, for the invest, the real estate company? No, this was for myself. Oh, okay, I made okay. a YouTube channel called The Echo Spectrum. And you saw that blog, don't you? It's, I don't think it's like anywhere on the internet. Although, I'll try to find it. Instagram, it's still there on Instagram. Yeah, you can look The Echo Spectrum. But, anyways, we had like 30,000 views on YouTube. Like, we were doing well. And we filmed touring and emerging artists in the tri state area. So, we did something cool. Like, if a band came through and they were like a cool band, we would we filmed one at a um, speakeasy bar at a winery. We did one in a garage, like really vibey locations and settings. And the thing that stood apart 
um, is I would interview the like band or the lead singer or whatever, and I would take something that was really profound that they said, and I would put it behind B roll at the beginning, and then it would. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No one got paid. I had a full film crew. Everyone just like I like a passion on the dream. It was yeah. yeah. Well, also like I everyone that did it with me they were kind of in a similar position where they maybe didn't have like a resume like a real film yeah and so we all had just like dreams and aspirations to get into different industries actually one of my top film guys he now works for apple wow yeah and he like flies around with apple and like films really big shows he's still doing like video stuff Mm -hmm. well this reminds me of when we had a retreat last year (laughs) in saint pete part of you know the ticket I don't know if you want to call it that part of anyone you know investing in coming to the retreat was they were going to get a raw speakers reel and this was just like so Bridget and Lydia like you just figure like, it we'll out do it ourselves yeah. <laughs> so Lydia brings like all of her like tech <laughs> equipment <laughs> she had no idea yeah. I was like oh don't worry I have a camera I have microphones I have like headphones like I can mix this entire video and she was like what when I see the like you know, because I took some videos of, like, us taking the videos. When I look back at those videos, I just, like, smile from ear to ear. I'm just like... So it's just fun. So you had... Okay, so you had all these experiences. So you kind of, like, knew before you knew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just... And I'm very much a figured-out person. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I mean, like, it wasn't the path, but I was like, I'm going to be famous doing this. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to build a website, so I'm going to build it myself. Mm. And also, I would kind of weave all this stuff into my work. So I'd, I would go up to my company, like, founders, and be like, hey, I'm going to redo our website. It doesn't look good. And mm-hmm. just, like, teach myself, and I would get yeah. paid. Love that. <laughs> and it looked awesome. And then they benefited. I benefited. And so I've always just been a person that, like, wants to try something new and figure it out and when I got to the to the time where I was like I'm quitting corporate I'm gonna just like dive into my own thing I already had so many skill sets that I didn't realize I needed in order to support me on this journey so so interesting I'm just thinking about in the financial literacy curriculum that my dad and sister have been like filming there's one section that's about like starting a business my dad starts it off with like kind of the personality type that you need to be an entrepreneur mm. like there because there really is like some skill sets right you have to be okay with taking risks you have to be yeah. okay with being the leader you have to be okay with like riding those waves and yeah. starting something new and creating something of your own and there are many people who are just better off being employees like they yeah. just like being part of I love being part of a team but like yeah they just kind of want to be told what to do mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like move through which is fine like we mm-hmm. need those people too so you can definitely see that like you had yeah. those leadership skills like very early on because you just wanted to figure it out and I feel like entrepreneurs are natural problem solvers because you have to be yeah it's another solution so on this Bridget what what made you want to be an entrepreneur like I creeped on you for like years (laughs) I saw you showing up on Facebook we met in a Facebook group for like manifestation stuff Mm -hmm. which was you know, it really was about, like, healing your inner child, yeah, basically, yeah. and, like, trauma work, and, like, working on yourself, and Bridget would, like, start posting your business in there. I was, like, half in the group, half out of the group. You were, you know that? <laughs> I thought it was so funny, because we would have, like, monthly calls. I saw her show up. You'd show up for, like, two minutes, and I, I remember being, like, oh, she looks like hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. And you'd be on a walk, so you'd be, your video would be, like, <laughs> very unapologetic like had to put myself first that's oh okay wait 
Never mind. I want to switch up my question because, well, I, you should probably tell this one since I like started it, but I, what I find very admirable is that you are very unapologetic. So what I want to ask you is like, was there any instance where you maybe learned that that's how you had to be or mm. maybe like something that really gave you the confidence to be like, oh, I need to like put myself first sometimes. Mm. And this is important in order to, for everybody, mm -hmm. everyone involved. Mm. I feel like I didn't have like that in your face instance of that. Yeah. But I think part of it is just like, I understand that if we are doing the things that we enjoy, we're going to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Like if I need to go for a walk. Yeah. And I'm going to like take this Zoom call bobbling my head up and down. <laughs> yeah, like for me, it's it's definitely a longer journey and a check-in, mm -hmm. but I'll see you just like unapologetically doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you like just said, I need to take off my jacket and you like walked over there and you're like, whatever. Oh, like, I don't care. Yeah. It's I'm just sweating. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's impressive. Mm, interesting. I don't think I ever, um, I don't think I noticed that about myself mm -hmm. to be honest. So I've never reflected on this question. Mm -hmm. But I guess another, okay. like, instance would be Zoom calls, right? So, like, we're seated at our desk. I don't have a standing desk, but I think I might, like, try to get one. Yeah. I like to be, like, movement-oriented. So when people will do networking calls for first meeting, someone will be like, let's sit on Zoom and stare at each other. Yeah. And I'll actually say, like, do you mind if we take this as a phone call? Like, I'd love to walk and talk. And I think somehow that sets a precedent for people because people don't realize that's an option. No. And I'm like... Let's do that. Like, why don't we just connect? And I love old school business owners because my dad will just be like, yeah, I'll talk to them in the car. Like, you know, just whenever they can. But somehow we've gotten like Zoom as like the only way that we can yeah. meet someone. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, that doesn't really work for me. I don't know. I do think though, working at that yoga place, like needing to like develop this just sense of unapologeticness about this is what we're doing here. Yeah. Like, again, kind of like demanding my own respect yeah, and authority. authority and creating that for myself I do think working on the naval center and like that chakra is really helpful yeah the naval center the power center um but to answer your other question, what was yeah, the, question? The, the beginning of entrepreneurship like what did that look like oh uh, yeah well my parents have both been like entrepreneurs you know my mom was in like network marketing for a really long time yeah. like one of the best in the country at selling Leah Sophia jewelry Oh, yeah, you did yeah, Leah yeah, Sophia. Yeah, I did it, too. My mom used to do it. Yes. And I have, yes. I probably, oh, I still have a ring that I wear. I, like, used to love a lot of jewelry, actually. It was, like, fun. And I'll send you a picture later if you yeah, please remember do. the ring. I'll, like, know the name. I remember, like, the catalog. Like, the, the June. <laughs> it was a great, it was green, it, green stone. Oh, Maybe it was. Whatever, I'll send it to you later. <laughs> but I don't think I, like, I really just did not know what I wanted to do growing up. Like, I just didn't know at all. Isn't that, like, a freeing thing? I feel like when we're kids, even in college, like, I wanted to, this is, like, hilarious, but I was, like, I'm going to be an electrical engineer, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> for, like, five minutes. Like, that was something I wanted to do, and I'm, like, wait a second, like, we mm, have to be really good at math for this. Yeah. No, yeah. not correct. But there is a lot of pressure on that, and, like, what if we allowed ourselves to, like, not know what we want to do but just be like oh I want to study this is interesting yeah and I feel like I'm such a person who learns from my actual experience of the yeah. thing like that's how I grasp anything in life and I did think about being a gynecologist at one point like going into mm -hmm. like medical I thought maybe being a PA because then I didn't need to be a doctor but like still could be involved because I had so many like gynecological reproductive issues at a young mm -hmm. age and I remember like my beady-eyed gynecologist being so rude and like shamey and I was like 
I never want a young woman to feel like this no. when they're at that age and it's such a vulnerable state. Like you're just learning about your body and to have someone of authority kind of putting you, not purposely, I don't think she's yeah. doing it on purpose, but like her energy toward me just felt very much that way. So I think I only really started to understand my own path through having these like experiences through, you know, being part of that business fraternity in college. I started to see that I definitely loved business. Like that was definitely part of it for me, but I still didn't think I would be an entrepreneur at that point. And then, you know, working at a sales job and being like, I don't really like this. Like I hate not having my mornings. I didn't like the schedule of it. And then just having health issues or like traveling and just, I don't know. I just feel like I kind of learned as I went, but I also, because my parents are entrepreneurs and you've met them too, they're just very much like growth. And we've been talking about like opportunity people. Yes. My parents are opportunity people. Like Love that. they just like see it and they want that for people. And they, because they're entrepreneurs themselves, they aren't as scared with risk. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're not from that world, you're very risk averse. Very. And m- most people are, right? That's why they work a traditional job. And I totally get it because there's so many moments where I'm like, yeah, healthcare would be, like, nice in a sense, or, like, yeah. paid maternity leave, like, that would be, like, a nice thing to have, yeah. and, yeah, I think it's an interesting journey, but I've definitely just kind of learned as I went, and didn't necessarily think that I would land here, Yeah, but, like, now I'm, like, there's no other way. Like, it's also willingness freedom. to just, like, think outside of the box. I think a lot of us fear what we don't know, mm. so if we know that it's really not that scary, like, I'll do a lot of self-talk where sometimes I'll be like, okay, obviously fear is coming up. Obviously I'm being reactive. Let me think about like, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Mm, that's a good one. And it's never that bad. Yeah. Like, worst case scenario, best case scenario. Yeah. And it's just so interesting that we like fear it so much. And at the end of the day, like, I think we don't realize how much really needs to go wrong for it to be like the end of the world. Yeah. 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 It's so easy for us to go there. Mm-hmm. this was fun this was like a really good conversation just like a life on about yeah where should we tell people to like where can we tell people to go so there are calls to action calls to action <laughs> i think um this show subscribe is to the youtube channel yeah subscribe subscribe we are really putting a lot of dedication time speaking of like Mm -hmm. letting things grow yeah on the youtube channel we both really love the mix of lifestyle content Mm -hmm. media is like obviously our thing because we're kind of like that is who we are we're that blend of wellness lifestyle and business yep we are the blend like we absolutely love all of those things so here on youtube here on the podcast we're really trying to make that an all-encompassing thing but our courses are amazing so if you are an entrepreneur that is ready for that exposure ready to start either either we actually have an entire like map so if you're Mm -hmm. a business that feels like you need a little refresh and a rebrand in 2024 start at find your irresistible we also have workshops for visibility so if you have any fears around visibility being seen like we get it yeah it can be scary that stuff does come up for us too every once in a while so we have the visibility era workshop yep meditations in there Mm -hmm. good meditation it is so good that is honestly one of my favorite products yeah i still to this day i'm like our favorite workshop i don't even know if it's yours and i'm just like oh i loved the get book on pod get booked on podcast i mean it was fire i think it was like different content that we're used to sharing because we normally don't go that 
deep into like one topic normally yeah. it's a little bit more broad like okay podcasts press like tv and just general exposure but this one was like top ranked podcast how to get behind those doors it was meaty yes like it's really good like it, really good it was like a big juicy steak that one and like i feel like our ways of thinking because we, we broke it down into two days your day was like how to mm-hmm. access those gatekeepers basically yeah. to those big podcasts because they might have a production team in mind was like how to be the best guest and how to basically leverage that relationship for more and I feel like it, it invited me to think about that concept differently like I really mm-hmm. I was really thinking and trying to be strategic in the way that I was sharing it was just different it was good yeah it was really good it was good yeah. I think that was one of my favorite but pitch party is so flagship good. Our- real I'm really proud I'm really proud <laughs> really proud and also we turn this to a digital product um because the people that are doing the digital products we've noticed that our clients have really changed in a positive way to the clients that like understand the longevity understand putting in the work and this past month we have had insane results Mm -hmm. oh my god thumbs up (laughs) this past month we've had insane results we had clients on flawless world blog um yahoo news nasdaq msn yep. go rate bank go banking rate yep uh, um, a big sub stack and we talked about that in our 2024 like or our pr trends yeah because some of these like more community uh driven channels we think mm-hmm. that they're really going to grow so even if it's not like the most notable or like shiny logo it, being in front of a connected community connected is really smart it's really smart. And a lot of writers that are on, that use Substack, they are writers that work for really big publications. So one of our clients was like, hey, like, is this Substack okay? Is this good? I looked up the writer. They write for major oh, business. That. Yeah. I'm just like a nerd. And I'm oh, like, let me look fun. up that. Yeah, 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 I didn't really write for major, major Amazing. business and finance publications. And so every once in a while, their stories don't get picked up. And so they post it on their Substack. So, so smart. And the cool thing, you know, since shifting Pitch Party to totally self-paced and digital, we now have more teams that are actually doing this for the founders, which I, that that was always our dream anyway, you know, because we knew, yeah, to teach the teams, because if you have a small team, you might have a marketing person, Mm -hmm. but like, they don't know, they don't have these skills yet. They have no no idea how to do it. But you as the founder, you might be stretched thin. Like you just don't have the time to be researching the contacts and sending the pitches and thinking about new story angles, but your team does. So Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of success with people using the course in that way, basically as training curriculum for their teams, which I'm just like, this is the future. (laughs) Yeah. And doing things like a conscious way. I come from working at many agencies and sometimes the practices aren't that... They're just nice. They're, yeah, they're just not that nice and they don't really focus on building that human connection. And that's what's going to, again, work with you in the long run, longevity. Also, we had somebody on TV. Oh, yeah. We had someone on TV. Yeah, we had someone on TV. I'm doing all of our trainings. So, anyways, if you have any questions, feel free to comment <laughs> underneath. You can send us an email and we are happy to answer whatever it is that you have. Amazing. Thanks mm-hmm. for being here at Visibility on Purpose. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Visibility on Purpose or jump into our free Facebook community. It's called Visibility on Purpose Community. Please give us a five-star review, rate us, write us a little comment if you feel so inclined. We are so grateful to have you here on this journey with us.